what's up what's up what's up what's up unusual blessings podcast listeners it's your girl Tande. um i am here today because i have a couple things i want to talk to you all about um first i am apologetic because i was going to do a podcast on the election series which did not really take place simply because <laughs> there was not a winner declared here it is uh, a week later and um we are going through the recount process in several uh several elections i'm proud to announce that here in the state of georgia um gubernatorial uh you know race member stacy abrams um had filed a class action lawsuit with the supreme court uh, urging them to count all provisional ballots. Um, there was some 63,000 uh, ballots that were not cast. Um, and uh, so we can at least try and get uh, try and get a runoff. So that that is good. That was uh, came down this morning uh, on the news. Also in the gubernatorial race in the state of Florida and uh, I think the Senate race. Um, these um, races are being challenged and recounted uh as we speak they are they are recounting these uh votes and um we 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 were looking looking to this um and we want to know what's going on um today my broadcast is about the elephant in the room and why is racism taking over um, here and why are we feeling threatened in 2018? But before I get into that, I also want to let everyone know that TundeHector.net uh, is going to have some very, very nice changes to it. It's very awesome. Uh, New Way Studio uh, in uh, Buckhead, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's my branding company, and they are working on uh, things for me as... as uh, as we speak, uh, working on getting, I'm going to, you know, try and delve into the matter of new content, but I am the type of person that once I do a broadcast, I try to speak, you know, I'm not going to speak on anything that's going to be irrelevant. Everything that I'm going to speak on is going to be something that, um, can help, uh, can inspire, can, um, can make you feel better. But we do have to address the racism issue. Um, I myself, if you were to purchase my book, you can read, and I've said this a couple of times on this podcast, where I was 13 years old and I was standing at the bus stop and a family, um, you know, white people came by and um, called, me, called me a nigger, you know, and, and that was very traumatizing for me as a child and uh it's been something that has lingered with me um uh, for the duration of my life and uh you know i've just um had a lot of things going on and even as we get into these subjects on saturday you know my day was filled with people just being white people i'm you know i'm not trying to be funny but they were just being outright rude and you know just being you know and, and at, at what point do you say you know uh, we all gotta well we gotta forgive we all gotta do this but i want you guys to know 
Um, you know, there are two instances that um, stemmed this broadcast today. One was the McDonald's uh, incident where allegedly uh, um, this woman um, and her manager also called a black African-American patriot, patron uh, of the store of the business, called him a nigger. And before we get into it, I'm going to just play a sound bite and let you hear it. I'm at, I'm at McDonald's and they just called me a nigga. I'm gonna get so many money. I won't get so much money from these motherfuckers. No, you're not. Cause you were asked to leave numerous times and you were this, this, to leave. This, this lady just called me a nigga and the, and the manager back then called me a nigga. Look up the word in the dictionary. You said you nigga. Honestly, don't know what the fucking dictionary is. You, you said you said nigga. You said nigga and the manager back there, Francisco, called me a nigga. No, I said look it up in a dictionary. I, I got it on. I got it on tape. It's all good. It's all good. I'm chill. I'm at, I'm at McDonald's and they just called me nigger. Nigger at McDonald's. Word. Your manager called me a nigger. I'm acting like one? Ignorant person. Look it up in the dictionary. You're illiterate. I'm acting like a nigger? You're illiterate is what you are. Look it up in a dictionary. It's called the ignorant person. Wow. How about that black Okay, so you clearly hear this female employee calling uh, this man um, a nigger. You know, she's cursing, using vulgar language, telling him he does not know what the meaning of nigger is, um, that he is not, uh, that he won't leave the restaurant and, and um, you know, that he is such a nigger, it's an ignorant person, you know, not uh, not thinking of the connotations that uh, come along with that stigma of word, excuse me, and not really thinking that she is doing anything wrong. Um, you know, when we go up against these types of issues and uh, when we go up towards these types of things, it really is uh, offensive, um, you know, and, 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 you know, okay, here again, nigger in the, in the dictionary is a contemptuous term for a black or dark skinned person. Um, that does not have anything to do with ignorance. That does not have anything to do, um, with, uh, ignorance. I just don't see that. I didn't get that from the definition. Um, nigga is uh, N-I-G-G-A in the dictionary. It says a respelling of nigger. N-I-G-G-E-R typically representing urban African American speech. Um, there again, nigger does not say in the dictionary um uh, anything to do with ignorance. It's a contemptuous term for a black or dark skinned person. Now we heard her, uh, blatantly say, look it up. It's actually like you're ignorant. You know, these are things that, um, that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, as, as I played the soundbite, what did you hear? What, 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 undertone did you actually 
come up with because I came up with, you know, you know, I'm the superior race. I am the superior, you know, person. Uh, You're not leaving here. You're acting like a nigger. You're you're doing things. How does a nigger really act? (laughs) I'm curious to know how does a nigger really act? You know, um, that word should not and should be used, should not be used in any sentence by any person that is uh, blatantly uh, a white person talking to a black person. That's just, that can incite a riot. Uh, We thank the good Lord above that this young gentleman had the, the tenacity to, you know, get out his camera and start recording, bringing light to these issues. You know, I myself this weekend went through um, several, <laughs> several instances where I was really challenged, you know, uh, by white people. And it was just, you know, it's like, and I, and I don't want to bring this back to the president, but, you know, you standing on a podium and telling, uh, the whole world that you're a nationalist, you know, and the, the, uh, prime minister of France getting on and saying, you know, we don't recognize that as a word. That's just, you know, that's, uh, speaks volumes as far as hatred goes. That speaks volumes as far as you separating yourself as not only uh, a white person, but just a human being from another division of white, I mean, of division of people. Um, I am very upset about it. I feel as though we in 2018 should not be having to address this elephant in the room. And my way of addressing the elephant in the room is to talk about it. Um, People, God commands that we love one another. There's no way around it. That's his number one um, number one, you know, commandment is to love one another. And we can only accomplish good if we love one another. Um, you know, I think it's deplorable that, you know, we can, you know, live in a time where people are making great strides, not only black people, but, you know, people of all races, people of all creeds, you know, if you are uh, LBGDT, LBGD, LB, LBGT community member, I apologize, um, you are having your rights recognized um, if you are um, of another nationality other than African-American. We see where there have been two uh, Native Americans uh, voted into the Senate. A record number of women uh, have been voted into the Senate. Uh, So this is a time where we should, as a country, come together This is a time where we should be in full harmony with one another. We should not be, you know, going against the grain and, you know, you did this and I just don't like you because you're black and I just don't like you because you're white. And I shouldn't, you know, and and, and we shouldn't do that because what are we teaching the kids? What are we teaching the kids? You know, I want to take you to another situation um, where there was... Uh, on Sunday, um, a young man by the name of Jamil uh, Robinson, I think his name was. Let's check it and make sure. 
Um, he was a bar. Yes, Jamil Robinson. He was a uh, security guard in a bar and was shot dead by police after he expressed to certain patrons of the bar to leave due to their behavior. They did, in fact, leave. They came back and fired. He returned fire. There were four of them. It was one of him. He had his his uh, service pistol. He was using it. Wanted to be a police officer. Wanted to be uh, uh, in conjunction with the very people that, you know, uh, are sent to serve and protect. And that's what he was doing. He was encompassing his job to the best of his ability. And his life was snuffed out and cut short. Well, his mother has filed a uh, suit against the Milton um, Police Department. And I'm going to play a sound bite from that. Let's go to this and uh, let's let you hear that. He says he tried to detain a gunman, has filed a civil rights lawsuit against the officer who shot him and his department. Court documents say 26-year-old Jamel Roberson was working security at a bar and had detained a shooting suspect. Roberson, who is black, was wearing a security vest, and witnesses say people in the crowd yelled to arriving police that Roberson was a guard. Still, one responding officer shot him, who later died at the hospital. Friends and family said Roberson was studying to become a police officer himself. He got his life took. Bye. You see, these instances, these types of behaviors... Mr. Robertson was doing his job. He was doing everything right. He uh, was working. He was not out in the streets. He was studying to become uh, not a rapper, not a you know, not a, a a a market man. He wasn't studying to be. He was studying to be a police officer. Uh, and and for him to be doing that in this day and age, the stigma around police officers and the brutality, the blatant brutality that is being expressed against the African American uh, male is, um, you know, astounding. And for this young man, twenty six years old, his life to be cut down and snuffed out is um, absolutely deplorable. But I do take your attention back to the head um you know the head of this country is going around and saying things that are very very you know condescending and he's being you know you know he's just not making good decisions and we as a of people have to stand up against these injustices again i say because you know for this young man's life to be snuffed out and 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 at an early age and 26 is not old you know i was 26 17 years ago you know it time will go on you will learn you will live and learn this young man was not on the wrong path he did have a family he had people who loved him he had an older brother he had a mother he had a father he had people who loved him you know this is bringing out all the racist groups you know this um, the rhetoric that the president is spitting out is bringing out people who in, in the nationalists actually think he's talking about them but 
on one hand, he's he's not making the point that he's not talking about them. He he's not correcting his mistakes. You know, I, I've told you guys plenty of times. I'm me. I may say something wrong. I don't care. My message is the same. Love will conquer all. And until we learn that as a a, a race of people, we're not going to move forward in this world. It's got to be some type of line. You know, ever like I heard Jimmy Fox on, on uh, Kelly and Ryan this morning saying, you know, everybody's drawing lines in the sand. And his grandmother uh, said, you know, when things are, or quirky, you know, it's been a quirky year. So many things have gone on, you know, you, you live and you learn, you, you, you keep going. But when things are quirky like that, when things happen, we all have to join together. We have to come together in an instance, because if we don't, we're not going to get, we're not going to move forward. Are we taking this back to the Jim Crow days? Are we going back to a time where people were not valued, um, that people were disrespected? You know, Mr. Trump has um, blatantly last week um, talked to um, black female reporters in such a horrific manner, you know, and it's like in my all of my years uh, um, being able to remember uh, the presidents and their, you know, press conferences and speeches. I never heard a president uh, speak to a person in that in that manner. He even and I actually was watching the press conference. I didn't just hear about it um, uh, in the news. I was actually watching the press conference live as you know these things were happening, and also how he talked to the journalist John Acosta. I thought that was very hor- horrible because. Mr. Acosta is a very, very good journalist. He very well does his job uh, to the best of his ability. And he does it, um, you know, digging for the right answers. It's what journalists are supposed to do. They are supposed to bring the story as it's, uh, you know, needs needs to be with a degree of transparency, a degree of, um, you know, you know, uh, the clear vision, the clear picture of what it is that, um, uh, you know, we as an American public want to know, uh, of the uh, officials who, uh, run the executive office and other situations. So, you know, these things, you know, touch my heart and I do feel the need to come on and talk about them. Um, I just want us as a community to learn to love one another, because if we do not do that, we're going to find ourselves in a bad situation. Things are already at the helm of being disruptive, but the elephant in the room has to be taken down. We have to discuss the elephant in the rooms. Talk to your kids about hatred. Talk to your families about hatred. As we approach the holiday season, as we approach um, the holidays, we have to come to a consensus, people. We've got to. I encourage all of my listeners to understand and know that, you know, these are perilous times. The Lord is going to come. And when he does, 
He is going to be looking for a, a church that without spot or wrinkle. The church isn't the actual building. The church is in your heart. The church is you. How do you treat your neighbor? How do you treat the people around you? You know, the devil is going to constantly fight you, but you've got to stand up for what is right. Because if you don't, and you guys heard me say it before, you'll fall for for anything. So this is your girl, Tundi. And I also wanted to give a happy birthday shout out to my granny, Miss Julene Johnson. She turned the marvelous 89 years young today. I'm very proud of that. Um... I've been told that I'm going to chip off the old block. So, you know, both my grandmothers, uh, Mary and Hector, may she rest in peace, my other grandmother. Uh, my mother always said, my dad said, well, you know, she just like my mother. So um, however you feel about me, just know that um, I receive my training a lot from uh, the two matriarchs and uh, the Hector family and also the Johnson family. Um I would like to just give her that because that honor today because she very well deserves it. And um again, I'm going to be out. I just want you all to know that I want you to love one another. Don't be swayed by the hatred. By all means, don't be swayed by the hatred. Hatred is going to be something that we can't we can't control it in other people, but we can control it in ourselves. And again, you guys have a good day. I love you. And again, it's your girl, Tanda. Until the next time, you guys have a good one. Peace. What's up, what's up, what's up, Unusual Blessings podcast listeners? It's your girl, Tande. Um, I am here today because I have a couple things I want to talk to you all about. Um, first, I am apologetic because I was going to do a podcast on the election series, which did not really take place simply because... <laughs> there was not a winner declared. Here it is uh, a week later, and um, we are going through the recount process in several uh, several elections. I'm proud to announce that here in the state of Georgia, um, gubernatorial, uh, you know, race member Stacey Abrams um, had filed a class action lawsuit with the Supreme Court. Uh, urging them to count all provisional ballots. Um, there was some 63,000 uh, ballots that were not cast. Um, and uh, so we can at least try and get uh, try and get a runoff. So that that is good. That was uh, came down this morning uh, on the news. Also in the gubernatorial race in the state of Florida and uh think the Senate race, um, these, um, races are being challenged and recounted, uh, as we speak, they are, they are recounting these, uh, votes, and, um, we, we, we were looking, 
look into this um and we want to know what's going on um today my broadcast is about the elephant in the room and why is racism taking over um here and why are we feeling threatened in 2018 but before i get into that I also want to let everyone know that TundeHector.net is going to have some very, very nice changes to it. It's very awesome. uh, New Way Studio uh, in uh, Buckhead, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, It's my branding company, and they are working on uh, things for me as as uh, as we speak. Uh, Working on getting. I'm on. You know, try and delve into the matter of new content. But I am the type of person that once I do a broadcast, I try to speak. You know, I'm not going to speak on anything that's going to be irrelevant. Everything that I'm going to speak on is going to be something that um, can help, uh, can inspire, can um can make you feel better. But we do have to address the racism issue. Um I myself, if you were to purchase my book, you can read, and I've said this a couple of times on this podcast, where I was 13 years old and I was standing at the bus stop and a family, um, you know, white people came by and um, called me, called me a nigger, you know, and, and that was very traumatizing for me as a child. And uh, it's been something that has lingered with me. Um uh, for the duration of my life and uh you know I've just um had a lot of things going on and even as we get into these subjects on Saturday you know my day was filled with people just being white people I'm you know and I try to be funny but they were just being outright rude and you know just being you know and, and at, at what point do you say you know uh, we all got to, well, we got to forgive. We all got to do this. But I want you guys to know, um, you know, there are two instances that um, stemmed this broadcast today. One was the McDonald's uh, incident where allegedly uh, um, this woman um, and her manager also called a black African-American patriot, patron uh, of the store of the business called him a nigger and before we get into it i'm gonna just play a sound bite and let you hear yo 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 i'm at i'm at mcdonald's and they just called me a nigger i'm gonna get so many money i want to get so much money from these motherfuckers because you were asked to leave numerous times and you were this 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 lady just called me a nigger and the the manager back there called me a nigger look up the word in the dictionary you said nigger you said you said nigger. You said nigger, and the manager back there, Francisco, called me nigger. No, I said look it up in a dictionary. I, I got it on. I got it on tape. It it's all good. It's all good. I'm chill. I said look up the word nigger in a dictionary. I didn't call you. I'm at I'm at McDonald's and they just called me nigger. Nigger at McDonald's. Word. Your manager called me a nigger. I'm acting like one? Ignorant person! I'm acting like a nigger? You're illiterate is what you are. Look it up in a dictionary. It's called an ignorant person. Wow. Look it up. Look it up. Okay, so you clearly hear this female employee calling uh, this man um, 
a nigger. You know, she's cursing, using vulgar language, telling him he does not know what the meaning of nigger is, um, that he is not, um, that he won't leave the restaurant and, and, um, you know, that he is such a nigger, it's an ignorant person, you know, not, uh, not thinking of the connotations that uh, come along with that stigma of word, excuse me, and not really thinking that she is doing anything wrong. Um, you know, when we go up against these types of issues and, uh, when we go up towards these types of things, it really is, uh, offensive. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, okay, here again, nigger in the, in the dictionary is a contemptuous term for a black or dark skinned person. Um, that does not have anything to do with ignorance. That does not have anything to do, um, with, uh, ignorance. I just don't see that. I didn't get that from the definition. Um, nigga is, uh, N-I-G-G-A in the dictionary says a respelling of nigger, N-I-G-G-E-R, typically representing urban African American speech. Um, there again, nigger does not say in the dictionary, um, uh, anything to do with ignorance. It's a contemptuous term for a black or dark skinned person. Now we heard her, uh, blatantly say, look it up. It's actually like you're ignorant. You know, these are things that, um, that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, as I played the soundbite, what did you hear? What 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 undertone did you actually come up with? Because I came up with, you know, you know, I'm the superior race. I am the superior, you know, person. Uh, you're not leaving here. You're acting like a nigger. You're you're doing things. How does a nigger really act? <laughs> I'm curious to know how does a nigger really act. You know, um, that word should not and should be used should not be used in any sentence by any person that is uh blatantly uh, a white person talking to a black person that's just that can incite a riot uh we thank the good lord above that this young gentleman had the the tenacity to you know get out his camera and start recording bringing light to these issues you know i myself this weekend went through um, several, <laughs> several instances where I was really challenged, you know, uh, by white people. And it was just, you know, it's like, and I, and I don't want to bring this back to the president, but, you know, you standing on a podium and telling, uh, the whole world that you're a nationalist, you know, and the, the, uh, prime minister of France getting on and saying, you know, we don't recognize that as a word. That's just, you know, that's, uh, speaks volumes as far as hatred goes. That speaks volumes as far as you separating yourself as not only uh, a white person, but just a human being from another division of white, I mean, of division of people. Um, I am very upset about it. I feel as though 
we in 2018 should not be having to address this elephant in the room. And my way of addressing the elephant in the room is to talk about it. Um, People, God commands that we love one another. There's no way around it. That's his number one, um, number one, you know, commandment is to love one another. And we can only accomplish good if we love one another. Um, You know, I think it's deplorable that, you know, we can, you know, live in a time where people are making great strides, not only black people, but, you know, people of all races, people of all creeds, you know, if you are uh, LBGDT, LBGD, LBGT community member, I apologize, um, you are having your rights recognized, um, if you are, um, of another nationality other than African-American, uh, we see where there have been two, uh, Native Americans, uh, voted into the Senate, a record number of women, uh, have been voted into the Senate. Uh, so these are, this is a time where we should, as a country, come together, this is a time where we should be in full harmony with one another. We should not be, you know, going against the grain and, you know, you did this and I just don't like you because you're black and I just don't like you because you're white. And I shouldn't, you know, and, and, and we shouldn't do that because what are we teaching the kids? What are we teaching the kids? You know, I want to take you to another sense situation um, where there was... Uh, on Sunday, um, a young man by the name of Jamil uh, Robinson, I think his name was. Let's check and make sure. Um, he was a bar. Yes, Jamil Robinson. He was a uh, security guard in a bar and was shot dead by police after he exposed to certain patrons of the bar to leave due to their behavior. They did, in fact, leave. They came back and fired. He returned fire. There were four of them. It was one of him. He had his his uh, service pistol. He was using it. Wanted to be a police officer. Wanted to be uh, uh, in conjunction with the very people that, you know, uh, are sent to serve and protect. And that's what he was doing. He was encompassing his job to the best of his ability. And his life was snuffed out and cut short. Well, his mother has filed a uh, suit against the Milton um, Police Department. And I'm going to play a sound bite from that. Let's go to this and uh, let's let you hear that. He says he tried to detain a gunman, has filed a civil rights lawsuit against the officer who shot him and his department. Court documents say 26-year-old Jamel Roberson was working security at a bar and had detained a shooting suspect. Roberson, who is black, was wearing a security vest and witnesses say people in the crowd yelled to arriving police that Roberson was a guard. Still, one responding officer shot him who later died at the hospital. Friends and family said Roberson was studying to become a police officer himself. He got his life took. Bye.
you see these instances, these types of behaviors. Mr. Robertson was doing his job. He was doing everything right. He uh, was working. He was not out in the streets. He was studying to become uh, not a rapper, not a, you know, not a, uh, a, a, a market man. He wasn't studying to be, he was studying to be a police officer. Uh, and, and for him to be doing that in this day and age, the stigma around police officers and the brutality, the blatant brutality that is being expressed against the African-American, uh, male is, um, you know, astounding. And for this young man, 26 years old, his life to be cut down and snuffed out is um, absolutely deplorable. But I do take your attention back to the head. Um, you know, the head of this country is going around and saying things that are very, very, you know, condescending. And he's being, you know, you know, he's just not making good decisions. And we as a, a people have to stand up against these injustices, again, I say, because, you know, for this young man's life to be snuffed out and, and, and at an early age and 26 is not old. You know, I was 26, 17 years ago. You know, it time will go on. You will learn. You will live and learn. This young man was not on the wrong path. He did have a family. He had people who loved him. He had an older brother. He had a mother. He had a father. He had people who loved him. You know, this is bringing out all the racist groups. You know, this the rhetoric that the president is spitting out is bringing out People who in the nationalists actually think he's talking about them, but on one hand, he's he's not making the point that he's not talking about them. He he's not correcting his mistakes. You know, I, I've told you guys plenty of times. I'm me. I may say something wrong. I don't care. My message is the same. Love will conquer all. And until we learn that as a, a, a race of people, we're not going to move forward in this world. It's got to be some type of line. You know, ever like I heard Jimmy Fox on, on uh, Kelly and Ryan this morning saying, you know, everybody's drawing lines in the sand. And his grandmother uh, said, you know, when things are, are quirky, you know, it's been a quirky year. So many things have gone on, you know, you, you live and you learn, you, you, you keep going. But when things are quirky like that, when things happen, we all have to join together. We have to come together in an instance, because if we don't, we're not going to get, we're not going to move forward. Are we taking this back to the Jim Crow days? Are we going back to a time where people were not valued, um, that people were disrespected? You know, Mr. Trump has um, blatantly last week um, talked to um, black female reporters in such a horrific manner, you know, and it's like in my all of my years uh, um, being able to remember uh, the presidents and their, you know, press conferences and speeches. I never heard a president uh, speak to a person in that in that manner. He even and I actually was watching the press conference. I didn't just hear about it 
um, uh, in the news. I was actually watching the press conference live as, you know, these things were happening. And also how he talked to the journalist John Acosta. I thought that was very horrible because Mr. Acosta is a very, very good journalist. He very well does his job uh, to the best of his ability. And he does it, um, you know, digging for the right answers is what journalists are supposed to do. They are supposed to bring the story as it's, uh, you know, needs, needs to be with a degree of transparency, a degree of, um, you know, you know, uh, the clear vision, the clear picture of what it is that, um, uh, you know, we as an American public want to know, uh, of the uh, officials who, uh, run the executive office and other situations. So, you know, these things, you know, touch my heart and I do feel the need to come on and talk about them. Um, I just want us as a community to learn to love one another, because if we do not do that, we're going to find ourselves in a bad situation. Things are already at the helm of being disruptive but the elephant in the room has to be taken down. We have to discuss the elephant in the rooms. Talk to your kids about hatred. Talk to your families about hatred. As we approach the holiday season, as we approach um, the holidays, we have to come to a consensus, people. We've got to. I encourage all of my listeners to understand and know that, you know, these are perilous times. The Lord is going to come. And when he does, he is going to be looking for a, a church that without spot or wrinkle. The church isn't the actual building. The church is in your heart. The church is you. How do you treat your neighbor? How do you treat the people around you? You know, the devil is going to constantly fight you, but you've got to stand up for what is right. Because if you don't, and you guys heard me say it before, you'll fall for for anything. So, this is your girl, Tundi, and I also wanted to give a happy birthday shout-out to my granny, Miss Julene Johnson. She turned the marvelous 89 years young today. I'm very proud of that. Um, I've been told that I'm going to chip off the old block. So, you know, uh, both my grandmothers, uh, Mary and Hector, may she rest in peace, my other grandmother, uh, my mother always said, my dad said, well, you know, she just like my mother. So um, however you feel about me, just know that um, I receive my training a lot from uh, the two matriarchs and uh, the Hector family and also the Johnson family. Um, I would like to just give her that because that honor today because she very well deserves it. And, um, again, I'm going to be out. I just want you all to know that I want you to love one another. Don't be swayed by the hatred. By all means, don't be swayed by the hatred. Hatred is going to be something that we can't, we can't control it in other people, but we can control it in ourselves. And again, you guys have a good day. I love you. And again, it's your girl, Tanda. Until the next time, you guys have a good one. Peace.